All right, guys, there's many a story on the internet of people doing wrong things and then crying racism, and today we have another one, and it's a doozy. We have a lot more to talk about on top of that, but let's get into it. and happy Monday. We have a fun show lined up for you today, but before we get into today's topics, please like and subscribe. I want as many people to find this channel as possible so you know what to do. We have Taylor in Nashville. Happy Monday. I am real, and we are going to get into the, the viral plane lady who's not real, but we'll get yeah, there. That mother ever right there is not <laughs> real. We're going to talk about her today. We have Cam in the producer's bay. What's up, guys? <laughs> now, uh, before we get into stories, you might be wondering, Amala, why were you late? Right when we were about to go live for this show, I get a call from my bank like, there's some unusual transactions. I had to literally sit here and go through every single one of them <laughs> while uh, we were waiting to go live for this show, so I apologize uh, for my, my tardiness. I, I am on time uh, in my head. Now, let's get into this video on Twitter. This was posted by a young woman. I believe her artist's name is Baby Storm. She posted this to, to Twitter, and the, the tweet says, this racist Target employee called the police on us for dancing in Target, so we danced anyway. And there's a video here. So I'm expecting this is going to be like something crazy. She's accusing this man of racism happening, you know, in broad daylight, the police getting called on her. Let's go ahead and take a look. The video also has over 15 million views on the platforms, uh, thousands of responses to this young woman. So let's see what happens. about what's happening here right now. What's happening here right now is this girl decided to get all her buddies and friends together, right? Some of whom are white, mind you. So let's go ahead and put that on the record. And she said, you know what? To promote my new music video, which I know inadvertently we're doing right now in this video, so don't go stream this music. <laughs> but to promote my music video, I'm gonna go into a Target, bother people who are trying to do their jobs, bother people who are trying to shop, and we're gonna start filming a little music video. In, in somebody else's space. And the guys come up and let's go ahead and point out, they were very polite. They just walked up and said, I'm sorry, but you cannot record in here. And then the entitlement from these young women to say, well, if we just continue going and everybody records, there's no way they're gonna be able to stop us. You know what? I must be racist because I would call the police on you too. I'd be like, can you bring as many men as possible to escort these girls out of my store? Because I'm trying to run a business. I do not want them here filming their music video. And you know what? It would be okay if you called up, you know, the Target manager or whoever owns the store and you say, hey, we're interested in filming at your Target. Is that something that you would be open to? And baby girl, you get permission from the person who owns the property. And if you don't, you spend your hard-earned money 
to find a space to film your music video. It's really as simple as that. But let's watch and see where the racism begins because we haven't finished the video. Did I, did y'all just hear that? Did I just hear that? Did they say, can you move? <laughs> when you are in somebody else's space that you do not own, that you have no rights over. And this whole like, look at me, I think I'm so cute for doing this right now. Guys, this is a problem. I don't know who raised these girls, but the fact that they all collectively decided, even though we have somebody of authority telling us we're not supposed to do this right now, we're just gonna continue to do it. Wild to me, absolutely wild. That's all I can really say. All I, I'm annoyed. All this and your song isn't even that good either. To, to really, to really be just up in everybody's business doing this. And then the audacity, the gall to go online and say that this was an act of racism blows my mind, y'all. It blow, actually doesn't blow my mind, right? We've, we've set the stage for this to happen. I can't, I, can't, I can't be dishonest in that in that way. We have literally just told people that if you do something that is wrong, just say that, you know, it's racism when the repercussions of your actions are, are, you know, met. And when somebody actually tries to stop you from doing the thing that we've all almost collectively decided is not the right thing to do, you can just say, the punishment is racism. The repercussions are racism. Even though these guys are being really polite, like they're not standing there and stopping her from moving forward while she's dancing and filming this stuff. They're being very patient and just saying, hey guys, you can't film here. It's okay what you're doing. One of them was even smiling as they were like dancing and singing. That's okay, but you can't do that here. And even if he doesn't personally feel like that should be a rule, it's his job to make sure that stuff like this does not happen in this space. Oh, crazy. We're, we're gonna finish out. Let's see if anything else happens. I'm still looking for the racism here. This I couldn't remember the dance because I was so emotional. Where? Bitch, where? You are standing there, smiling, dancing, having a grand old time while you're, while you're filming this music video. I hate when people try to like repackage moments like this. It's like, look at this horrible, heinous thing that happened to me when the white man called the police on me. And even with direct evidence that you are in fact not emotional, in this moment, you still post it on the internet and, and, and perpetuate this lie.
come on. You know, as we say, BFFR. This is not an act of racism. And she said this racist Target employee called the police on us for dancing in Target. So we danced anyway. Now, I think most people would agree that no act of racism occurred in this video, and she has been getting many replies stating exactly that. But the funny thing is, it doesn't matter. Like, if you reply to her and tell her this wasn't an act of racism, she still gets, like, all the promo. You know, she's not going to be uh, held accountable in any way, shape, or form for, for making this post about the guy. And now a video of him exists on the Internet where a young woman is calling him racist for calling the police on them which really all I saw was what, two security guards maybe? I didn't even see a police officer in this whole video. I mean, they were basically in KKK outfits, Amala, so I don't know what you're talking about. So sorry. Uh, you know, <laughs> I just must, I must be integrated with white supremacy at this point to where I really can't see it, it anymore. Yeah, yeah it's just, everything <laughs> is so blurry and murky. But yeah, this is what we do now. You know, a lot of people will make the comment that like, if you're black in America, you can just go out and do anything now and then just cry racism. And then people go, you're so racist for saying that. How dare you? It's like the evidence is becoming, you know, uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty vast when it comes to that assertion that you really can just go out and do anything and then just say it was racist because I, I was held accountable for my actions and somebody tried to stop me from doing the thing that was objectively wrong. What sort of culture are you fostering when you allow people to do things like this you got to call them out you just have to and that's what we're doing yeah, right now it, that's that attitude that energy is of i'm oppressed therefore i can get away with anything is certainly fueling this like i'm not someone to clutch pearls at the occasional flash mob or you know you're filming a little prank moment in a in a store or something that's like not overly disturbing a whole bunch of people but obviously there are levels to that but then to do something at a very egregious level that is definitely disrupting the normal course of business disrupting people's uh day and what they're trying to do is shopping and everything and it's, it's just a very rude selfish thing to do at a very large scale but then to on top of that cry racism is you know just something that i can't get on board with and i'm sure the public and social media in general can't get on board with so you know uh i don't know maybe the the viewership of this uh, video is going to be a graveyard because <laughs> i'm dying of the narcissism yeah and there's plenty of places to like do something like this just get approved and don't feel a sense of entitlement to walk into somebody else's business and do this sort of stuff there'd be plenty of people who'd be happy to host something like this and allow you to film your music video but no you had to get this moment you had to post it on the internet you had to frame it this way because there are a lot of people uh and we all know it's for the most part, extreme left-leaning people who engage in this sort of behavior, they always want to view themselves as a victim. And when you have that mindset, you can repackage any video into you being victimized, which is exactly what happened here. No normal, reasonable person watches this video and walks away thinking that that guy was racist. Nobody. Nobody who is of sound mind and sound heart thinks that that guy was racist. But you can be so delusional, so self-obsessed, and so stuck in the idea of victimhood that she might actually believe that an act of racism was committed against her. This actually might not be like a marketing ploy. She might actually believe this is racism at its heart and core, which blows my mind. But, you know, you can't get much worse than this. Like when people 
I, I don't like when people like talk about this generation, like it's Gen Z, they have a problem. But this video is just like so emblematic of that argument. It's a bunch of girls like scantily clad dancing around in an area where they're not supposed to be a, a, a leftist soy boy man with blue hair is filming their music video. You have a trans person in the background dancing. It's, it's getting hard to, uh, you know, get get behind some of these people. It's really getting hard. The more ridiculous arguments are sounding better and better. <laughs> the more your generation a bad look for sure. It's their world. We're just living in it kind of thing. Yeah, they really do think that the world revolves around them. Insane. But there we are. Another video that made me think, huh, the race stuff is is not over. It is, it is not resolved. This video went viral on Twitter and uh, got 5 million views. And it is of a white woman braiding a young black girl's hair. I'm going to mute it because I don't want to be copyright striked on YouTube. But let's take a look, right? She's got beautiful curly hair. You got this young white woman who's braiding her hair and look at the result. Those are beautiful, beautiful braids that have been done. And you might look at this video and be like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. She looks beautiful. It's really cool that the hairdresser was able to do braids. From, from somebody who gets braids on a regular basis, this is not an easy look to achieve. This takes hours upon hours of work. And you know what? It is to be pointed out that this is a white woman who typically would not be dealing with black hair, took it upon herself to learn how to braid black hair, which again, is an extensive process It takes hours to do this and she's got a beautiful result and hopefully lots of clients. Here is a tweet in response to this. See, I'm not about to condone none of this. The gatekeeping ain't good enough for me. Our hair is sacred and to see this is very disturbing. So we just say F the sisters and that have made this their craft who have made a living off of making us feel beautiful after we leave their shop slash house, who were, our, who were our therapy session, who we built connections, bonds with, who told us how to properly care for our hair. Why are we taking from our sisters? More money going back into the pockets of the same people who degraded our hair and weaponized it against us. And to pay $600 for these below average braids is the worst part. How much of that $600 you think went back into the black community? What happened to don't touch my hair? Now I could rant on this for a long time, y'all. So sit down and get ready. <laughs> I made a whole video about this idea of don't touch black hair. It is a very uh, strong narrative within the black community in particular that you do not touch our hair and white people in particular do not touch our hair. And it's based off of many experiences. I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood and school and a lot of kids had never seen hair like mine before. So they would ask to touch my hair. Some of them wouldn't ask to touch my hair and they would just come up and, and start playing it with it. A lot of stuff in, in school revolved around the way my hair looked. And I get how that can be a sensitive subject for many people and a sensitive event to have happen for them, but it has been repackaged as this large microaggression, which you all know what microaggressions are. They're little acts of racism that we might not be might not consider to be blatant forms of racism, but still are implying that black people are the other. Wanting to touch black hair is you insinuating that they are somehow different from you, that they are the other. And to watch a video like this, 
which has a beautiful result and a beautiful crossing of cultures, to me sparks joy. How anybody could watch this and think this is a horrible thing is beyond me, but it happens because of the gatekeeping within you know, certain cultures. We had this whole cultural appropriation discussion that's been circulating for decades now, and it's coming to a head as we get more and more sensitive regarding the, the topic of race. This white woman, whoever she is, took it upon herself to learn a craft, and it is not an easy craft, right, to get these sort of results, and said, you know what, I wanna be a hairdresser that if you come to me and have white hair, I can do that for you. If you come to me and have black hair or coarse curly hair, I can do that for you. As a business person, it's just the smart thing to do. And even more so than that, it's taking on a responsibility that you don't have to take on. It's something new to learn so that you can provide a service to other people. But no, because she's white and she's going to be a white person earning money for this opportunity, people are upset at her. How much of that money is not going to go back into the, the black community? Okay. How much beauty did she just give to a black person who sat in her chair and willingly so? Nobody's forcing black people to go in to, a, to a white hairdresser to get their braids done. Obviously, she's providing a commodity product service that people are looking for. Ugh, y'all, yeah. I'm annoyed. <laughs> Taylor, tell me about your experience uh, with, with black hair and braiding. Have you, ever, have you ever offered braids to black people and they've declined? Um. Ironically enough, no, I'm just kidding. No, that's never <laughs> happened. <laughs> but uh, her, her, the way that the tweeter said that I'm tired of the gatekeeping when she's literally the one gatekeeping white people from being able to work on black people's oh, hair well, actually, is pretty on the nose. She's saying, yeah. Taylor, that the gatekeeping isn't good enough. She's saying the gatekeeping ain't good enough for me. She's calling out the black community and saying this white girl ah. should have never been able to to learn how to do braids. It's even more than wow. that. Wow. So it's even, okay. It goes further <laughs> back than that. I take that back. Well, okay then. Uh, this is the, you know, identity politics just rots your brain instead of a person who is qualified to provide a service. It's the same energy as like when we have actors portraying different roles in uh, different races in their roles and people gatekeep that and say, well, you, if you can't portray a different roles, like if you're, it's acting, if you're a good enough actor, you should be able to do that mm -hmm. and and similarly if you're able to provide a service uh that is of quality service like you said you're providing beauty to this young black girl and she's exchanging you know, voluntarily sitting there and you're exchanging that it's nobody else's business like well of between the people who have agreed to uh have that exchange that's that's freedom baby so i don't understand this like need to infuse identity politics into absolutely everything and then institute all this gatekeeping so it, it is too much yeah and just you, we always have to say, imagine any other race saying this, this sort of stuff. Why didn't you go to a white business? Why didn't you give money to your own people? And you know what? That's fine if you have that, that view and you want to keep everything like super insular within your community and just like build a, you know, a, a gate around yourselves. That's fine, but you don't, you don't grow and prosper in the world that is being created now without integrating with other people, learning other people's ways uh, and doing that to the best of your abilities. I think this is a beautiful thing. I can think off the top of my head of several instances of like 
black children who never figure out how to get their hair done. There's been instances of like, uh, sometimes black kids are adopted by white families and the white families either take an effort to learn how to uh, take care of black hair, which is very different from taking care of white hair, or they make no effort whatsoever. So how beautiful it is to see a white person who's taking on the, like, the idea of learning something and, and trying to take care of somebody else's hair that is different from their own. And this is why with the cultural appropriation conversations we have, I'm like, what appropriation? It's appreciation, right? It's somebody who sees another culture and thinks that is really beautiful. I love how skilled that is. I love the way that looks, whatever the case may be. And then they go, I want to integrate that into my own life in some way, shape or form. Which is like when I hear from white girls who want to braid their hair or get dreadlocks or, you know, wear a certain style or whatever. I'm like, go for it. You're going to get a lot of hate for it and people are going to come after you and, and, you know, say some slick stuff to you. But do it. If that's what you want to do, if that's what you want to look like, don't let somebody gatekeep something that you are fully capable of implementing in your own life simply because they say this is black and you're not. Who are these people to speak on behalf of the black community? They're one person. They're speaking on behalf of themselves as an individual. And if you want to get braids or if you want to get dreads or if you want to do anything that is considered to be part of any other culture, y'all can go ahead and do it. Nobody gets to tell you that you can't do something because it's their culture. And some people are commenting this too, but this came up on the Dr. Phil cultural appropriation episode that you were on. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, the Vikings and the Dutch had braids as well. So to try to carve out the, you know, use, using braids as a hairstyle just for one particular race is silly for that reason, too. Yep. It's just if you track things back enough, you'll find that maybe they didn't come from the culture that you're being accused of, of stealing from. And the whole point of culture and why we progress progress as a society and learn new things and build new ways is because we watch what other groups of people are doing and we go, oh, that totally makes more sense than what I was doing. I'm gonna go ahead and implement that. Now, that has always been the case uh, and we would not exist as like a civilized nation had that not been the case, had we not adopted things from other cultures. And remember that a big part of adopting things from other cultures is allowing those cultures into your, your space, right? That's why the United States is a melting pot of people from all over the world because we come together and the only reason we know about things from other cultures is because we are living in the same communities and we are coexisting with one another. So somebody needs to get checked on this. And I, I have a feeling it's not the white woman who learned how to do braids for her business. Because how often I, I'm, I'm just going to keep going, guys. I'm so sorry. I'm going to keep going on this topic. Do it. How often do you hear from, you know, black people and people of color, I went to this business and they didn't offer anything for black hair. I went to the makeup store and they didn't have any shades for black women. I went to buy clothes and they didn't have any clothes that fit my uh, a black body type. You hear these complaints all the time that businesses are not centering black people, that their products and services are not made for the black community or people of color. And then as soon as a white person goes, I'm going to fix that problem. I'm going to take it upon myself to learn the thing that you need so that you can come to my business and you don't have to ask me whether or not this is a business that black people can, can patronize. And then they go, how dare you learn our culture? How dare you learn how to braid? How dare you ask for money from black people? What do you want? What do you want? 
Do you want to be completely segregated from society? Because I thought that was the bad thing. I thought that's what happened in Jim Crow and that we fought against that and that the civil rights movement happened and that we all wanted to be kumbaya coexisting in the same country. Is that what you want? <laughs> or do you want to be completely separated with black owned businesses that you all support each other, that you only give money to each other, that you only talk to each other? Figure it out. And, and that's a good question, a pertinent question. And it relates back to the Target video, because in a in a society where oppression is currency and you get more privilege based on how oppressed you are and, and being low in the oppression Olympics ladder, uh, then there's an incentive to want to be able to lay claim to ways in which you are being oppressed because you can assert that over other people and, and, and hold that over them in order to elevate yourself, get what you want and just enjoy that that privilege. Uh, and when like what you're talking about, what America was all about was we're not trying, we're leveling the playing field. We don't care about your race. We don't care about all that. We're just out of many one, e pluribus unum, we're a melting pot. And no matter where you come from, we can all en engage in voluntary cultural exchange. You can do, you do your own thing if you want to, but the general attitude ethos of our country is, hey, we believe in equality. Everyone's equal in dignity and value. Like, are we better off going in that direction as a country, as a society? Or do we really want to go down this route of you know, judging whether people are allowed to engage in certain businesses or play certain roles, whatever it may be, uh, just based on the color of their skin? Like you said, the goal yeah. was desegregation. The goal was equality. And we're, we've swung so far back in the other pendulum now that we're literally back where we started with segregation and, and inequality. Right. A hundred percent. And we're going to we're going to get to Super Chat. So send those in. We'll get to those at the end of the show. But Hume John wrote in the comments, this is a gaslighting operation. Doesn't it feel like that? It feels like a gaslighting operation to me. No matter what you do, you are told that you are in the wrong. Even if you listen to the instructions given to you by the community. And you all know how I feel about the word the community. But even if you directly take on their instructions and implement them in your life, you've done the wrong thing. You are being gaslit all over the place. A girl goes and interrupts the functioning of a business with like 30 of her friends dancing in the middle of the store. You do the right thing, which is your job and say, hey, you guys, you can't do this here. I'm gonna have to call the cops if you don't leave. Uh, and then you get told that you're a racist. Yo, I'm done. I'm done with it. We're gonna move on to another topic here. I could, I could go on. This could be a three hour show where I talk about these two. <laughs> two videos in particular but we have to get to the plain lady and it's crazy that if i say the plain lady for the most part all of you know who i'm talking about but just in case you don't here's the clip of a viral meltdown that it happened on a plane i'm telling you i'm getting the fuck off and there's a reason why i'm getting the fuck off and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe I'll go ahead and give you the language warning. Forgot about that. <laughs> I don't give two fucks, but I am telling you right now, that motherfucker, that motherfucker back there is not real. And you can sit on this plane and you can fucking die with them or not. I'm not going to. Okay, so that happened on the plane. We've all seen that video. Everybody wanted to know what was going on. People were saying, you know, some sort of Freemason guy sat next to her and told her that he worshiped Satan and then she got off the plane. Other people were saying she's clearly intoxicated on, on some sort of drug and that might have sparked some sort of psychotic episode. Other people are, are saying that she got into an argument and that she's in fact a racist. There was 
tons of speculation as to what happened on this plane and nothing from the woman in particular. You also have another video here uh, of her being escorted away. Let's take it. I don't care if I'm ever gonna fly with y'all ever again. I want to know what happens to this flight right here. They're gonna score you, Lana, so just let me hear it. I don't ever want to fly with you ever again. All right, ma'am. Ma'am. Escorting me out, and I'll never fly with them again. Ma'am, since you no longer have a valid ticket or business on this side of the airport, you gotta, we gotta escort you out to the public side, okay? You ready? If you don't leave, you'll be uh, under arrest for criminal trespass. Something is weird. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It seems like she's on FaceTime with somebody showing them the airplane. Um, I this don't is know. A warning right here. Okay. Just what? Am I leaving? Ma'am, if you don't leave right now, you could be under arrest for criminal trespass. Let's go. Okay, and she's going. Do not let that flight leave. Do not let that flight leave. Do not let that flight leave. You ready? Let's go. Come on. You heard me say do not let that flight leave. Um, that flight's not going to make it to Orlando. Let's it's go. not going to. And of course she was going to Orlando, y'all. That's my old stomping ground. Y'all know I used to live next to Orlando. It's always the Florida person, isn't it? Gosh, God. Um, anyways, the stereotype uh, continues, but... That is freaky, right? It's a little freaky. What does she mean the plane's not going to make it to Orlando? And I guess the plane did, in fact, make it to Orlando, so who knows what went on. But we had a whole dark period where nothing happened, right? We had not... No, The woman was never identified. Nobody ever spoke to her. There was no, like, inkling as to what happened on this plane. I'm sure every single passenger that was sitting on that plane was freaked out the entire flight. I know I would be. Even if I thought she was crazy my ass might have got off that flight because <laughs> I am already, you guys know I have super bad flight anxiety. And even though I know the stats and nothing's ever gonna happen, whatever, if I was sitting on a flight that was about to take off and a woman got up talking about the plane is not gonna land and that she's gonna get off right now and that mother effer's not real, I, I might have to reconsider. <laughs> I know. I can't believe how, like everybody else apparently stayed on the flight like that. I, I'm surprised by that. I feel like there would be at least one or two who are like you and be like, nah, I mean, I'm not risking it. If somebody's that serious about this now, she was exhibiting pretty erratic behavior. So maybe yeah. that's not super believable, but at the same time, like, is that something you want a chance? You know, if someone is a hundred percent dead convinced that that flight is not going to make it, you know, are you staying on that plane? I don't know. I'm going to put that in a poll in the chat for you guys. You let me know. Yeah, I think I would be, I think I would be off, off. Even though, yeah, like Taylor said, she was, she seemed intoxicated. She seemed like she was slurring her words a little bit, but she's a generally very well put together woman. I'm like, I would just be like, uh, regardless of who it was, I don't care if somebody's freaking out and saying the plane's not going to make it and they're getting off the plane and they demand to get off the plane. I might have to second that, that idea. But the internet goes crazy, right? This gets millions, maybe even billions of views. And 
everybody's trying to figure out who is this woman, who is this woman. I kind of saw the video and went, that's weird. I wonder what happened. And I went about my day. It didn't really stick in my brain like something I really needed to figure out. But the journalists got at it. And quite frankly, it was intrusive. They ended up doxing this woman, putting out her name, putting out where she worked. Uh, and I believe her address. They took a picture of her home and that was that was published as well. So way too much for something that really is her business and the business of everybody on that plane and nobody else's real real business. But nonetheless, she got doxxed and her name is Tiffany Gomez. And I'm not going to give any other information. We're not going to talk about that. The only reason I'm saying that her name is Tiffany Gomez is that she decided to hop online and post a video response to talk about what happened on the plane itself. Now, here's her two minute video. And if you're thinking, is she going to tell us why she had the freak out? Is she going to address what actually happened on the plane? The answer is no. It's going to go ahead and spoiler alert. The answer is no. Here's her video. Hi, everyone. It's me. Tiffany Gomez, probably better known as the crazy plane lady, which is completely warranted. As you know, I have been unwilling to speak on the viral video, but I do finally feel that it's time. First and foremost, I want to take full accountability for my actions. They were completely unacceptable. Distressed or not, I should have been, I should have been in control of my emotions and that was not the case. My use of profanity was completely unnecessary and I want to apologize to everyone on that plane, especially those that had children aboard. Can't imagine going through that and trying to explain to your kid what in the world just happened. We all have our bad moments, um, some far worse than others, and mine happened to be caught on camera for the whole world to see. Let's pause there. And I think that's a really, really important point. How many of these moments before smartphones and videos were happening that the world never really got to know about? And I think rightfully so. There is like an epidemic of people just like filming everybody and everything and it being posted on the internet and oftentimes without people's consent. I get that she is technically in, I guess what we would consider kind of public area. You have to pay to be on the flight. So that that's a whole different dynamic. But if you're gonna freak out like this, in today's time, right, you're gonna get filmed. That's just the reality of the situation. But for people who have like these massively like vulnerable moments. I mean, this is a meltdown for her and probably something pretty intense to have that filmed and that and that be like the worst public moment of your life and the entire world gets to see it and speculate and talk about it and they're all trying to find out who you are and where you live and what you work uh, and what you do for work and and why this whole thing happened. I cannot imagine how intense that is. And people are saying, well, it's so crazy that you went silent for a month and nobody heard from you and like what happened? We know that they're like we know that they're keeping you silent about what was really on the plane or whatever. And there's room for conspiracy theories like that. But also think about how absolutely terrifying it is to be a normal person one day and all of a sudden you have a viral meltdown go, you know, absolutely insane on the Internet and everybody's trying to find out who you are. And your family's messaging you saying, I saw the video of you on the plane, peers, your coworkers, all this different stuff. I would shut up, too. I would go into a cave for a month and not come out and not say anything too. Especially 
if she's clearly still trying to like piece together what exactly happened on that plane and what she thought happened. There's a lot of different dynamics at play, but we've, we've gotten this apology video. Multiple times. Sorry, trying not to sound like Minnie Mouse. Um, well, it has been really comical for everyone um, and I have highly enjoyed so many of the memes. On the flip side, it is very invasive and unkind. And I don't know what I would do without the love and support of my friends and family. They are loyal to a fault and I don't know what I did to deserve them. Um, sorry y'all. I hope that I can use this experience and do a little bit of good in the world and that is what I intend to do. I hope that you guys can accept my apology and I can begin to move on with my life. So that's the video. So many different things like this opens up discussion-wise. There's the, the side of if something like this happens to you, I, I think it can have like this short burst of, you know, millions upon millions of people saying something about you and then it fizzles out. And then you kind of have this weird opportunity as the person who is the subject of this video to, as she said, do something with the fame that you've now accumulated from this weird moment that nobody was ever really supposed to see other than the people on the plane and the security guards and the people at the airport. So now you can like, build a career off of this and i think now she's on like twitter and she's verified and she's like on instagram and youtube and stuff like that uh so it's kind of strange that like the thought process is i've had this viral moment happen and at least now i can like capitalize on it in some way or use it to do good as she says i don't know what that means but you now just have free eyes on you and attention is currency now so it's something that you can utilize or you can go silent and just like let it fizzle out. So weird, so weird. And how does one make that choice? I don't know. A lot of people, to be honest, I think, would run after the opportunity for attention to just be dropped in their lap regardless of how they get it. And maybe they would use it for good. Maybe they'd use it for some, some other, to some other end. But I think a lot of people would grapple with the idea of what do I do with this now that I've had this viral moment? think so yeah she's she's in an interesting i mean that's it's uh that's a total like illustration of just the crazy times in which we live where you can go viral for something and now yeah. you have like business decisions to make and and on top of everything else and on top of like the actual traumatic experience that you had and i i agree like you know you want to look at this with a lot of sympathy for her like obviously she inconvenienced the people on the flights and you know was her her episode had some negative consequences for a lot of people and i think it's good of her to want to take ownership of that um but of course she didn't seem like she was really in control of what she was seeing or saying or anything like that and i mean there's some responsibility but i can certainly you know, have some sympathy but i do just wish that she would just give us her account of here guys well here's what happened here's who i was sitting next to Here's from the horse's mouth what I saw, what I thought I saw, what I, best what I can remember. Just give us the the details. And I don't know if she's like holding that back from us as like a business tactic to where you have to like subscribe for you know or something like that. That would be smart. But uh, man, like 
everybody just wants to know like is there was there a lizard person next to you like is this an x-files situation uh was it just a disagreement with somebody right. or like what what happened and i think there's the the hype's still going to go around this as long as you know that it remains a mystery she doesn't owe it but we want it you know <laughs> she doesn't owe the explanation but we want the explanation yeah. and of course now that there was no explanation given in the video that she posted people the conspiracy theories are going off they're saying she's been stopped from being able to explain what happened to her that they've like muzzled her from being able to tell us who she was sitting by and who's the person that's not real and that she saw a demon or she saw a reptilian person and that that now she's not able to talk about it because they got to her within the month that she was gone not talking about this so a lot of other people are saying that this is an AI video that it's not even her really apologizing for what happened a funny tweet that Sneeko put out that I think is hilarious <laughs> I think it's hilarious <laughs> He said, that mother effer is not real. She went on a cruise for a month with no Wi-Fi question mark, comes back with an AI apology, MK Ultra reptile emoji, CIA Illuminati emoji. And he posted this picture with it, right? And it's a picture that is doing like facial graphing to see if these two people match up. And for some reason it says 52.6% as if we're supposed to know what that means. But he got a community note on X. And the community note says this screenshot shown is not a facial similarity program, but Microsoft Paint, as evident uh, by the UI visible at the top of the screen, including the brush tool selection. It's likely the dots and boxes were drawn on the image in paint and that the percentages were made up. <laughs> So people are taking this as like, this is a tweet of authority that this girl is somehow not real because look at this like facial mapping or whatever. It's not the same woman and it's made in Microsoft Paint, guys. So this is, don't, don't let people easily influence you. You know, uh, what is, the Ronald Reagan quote is trust but verify. Don't even trust at this point. Just verify. <laughs> as, as silly and like shallow of a story as this kind of is, it is, does, point to like a really interesting conversation about just how destabilizing it is for society when it's very difficult to determine reality from something yeah. that's artificial and it started with her being in it you know thinking that whoever was next to her or something someone on the plane was not real and now people in her response video where she's finally like supposedly you know demystifying the situation people are like oh it's not real blah blah, blah. and like of course Nico's example is really silly but yeah you know, there's it's you've seen some we covered last on the show this last week about like the rise of AI influencers <laughs> and people who aren't even real who are able to have a whole public profile and subscription service on the internet and things like that so you know this is with deep fakes and whatnot this could be a fake thing if you can't how do you really really know and that's such like on a very deep level just people are so mistrusting of anything that the conspiracy theories run wild and there's just very little to rein them in so yeah. it's an interesting time to be alive dude there's so many things that could have happened in this case what if she what if she's like game planning long term how to get famous and she just made up this whole thing and just bought a plane ticket and had the whole freak out and now she's got a huge twitter following that she can like do good with or whatever that could be an option what if somebody what if some kid next to her on the plane was just like playing a prank and said he was going to like, you know, this flight's not going to land or whatever. And she's intoxicated and maybe he looked a little weird. So she's saying that mother effer there is not real there. Anything could have happened. She could have a, a psychotic break. She could be on acid and tripping and having some sort of delusion or whatever. Anything could be 
going on in this video. And unless she's, you know, has some sort of change of heart, we probably never know. Maybe, maybe one day she'll share with the world. Yeah. What's your uh, plain lady conspiracy theory? Drop it in the chat below. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what happened and why is that mother effer not real? I am telling you right now. <laughs> um. Anyways, guys, the one thing I'll say is my life is not going to be consumed with trying to figure out what this is. If it pops up on my timeline and one day she tells the story, sure, we'll figure it out. But other than that, I'm not like wondering what happened to the plain lady, you know? I'm going to move on. And in the nature of moving on, we're going to go on to other stories. Here is a viral TikTok that is going around, and it's, it's somewhat of a trend, of women placing a wedding ring on their finger and then having visions about what that life entails. I'll play it for you here. Again, no music because I don't want that copyright strike. Now she puts on her ring. Oh, she's cleaning. Oh, laundry. Back in the ring. pregnant and cleaning, rocking the baby on the phone. And she decides this is not the life for me. She sets the ring back down on the table. And she said, you know what? Mary life, it's cleaning, it's laundry, it's cooking, it's babies, and I don't want it. Now, the internet freaked out on this girl, okay? This got 33.9 million views on Twitter alone, not to mention what happened on TikTok. The feminist said, yes, girl boss, don't get married. It's just cooking and cleaning and babies and pregnancy and blah, 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 blah. And then the right-leaning people came after her and said, you're just selfish. You don't want to cook and you don't want to clean and you don't want babies. You just want to dedicate your life to modern day feminism. And they came after her in that sense. Some people said, hey, girl, you know, you already cook and clean for yourself, so uh, why not get married? Not necessarily the most sound of arguments, considering that it probably would entail more cooking and more cleaning, but everybody had something to say. Now, do I think this video is dramatic? It's dramatic, right? I don't think marriage is some torturous existence where you're cooking and cleaning and, and doing laundry and... and taking care of babies while trying to run a business and all this stuff at the same time. But can it be? It, it can be an existence that involves those things, right? And certainly if you're taking on the commitment of marriage to another person, there's a little bit of extra care, right? It's not just your life caring for you, yourself, and your concerns anymore. You've implemented uh, and added in the, the another person and the concerns of that person. And yeah, sometimes you are probably gonna have to do that person's laundry. Sometimes you're gonna have to pick up for them. Sometimes you're gonna have to take care of their babies if you have that type of marriage where you wanna be parents. And if that's not something that you want, then the one thing I'll tell you is maybe don't get married. Maybe don't give that commitment to somebody and it's a commitment that you're not willing to meet. So is this video super dramatic? And of course, marriage has like plenty of other good things that have nothing to do with cooking and cleaning. And I think she's singling in on something that uh, is in the long run, not going to be something that is all that worrisome given the fact that you are trying to have a healthy marriage. Yes. But also, if that's not the life that you want, that's okay. Just, just don't do it then. <laughs> now, other people have responded with their own videos. Here's another one of what uh, married life looks like for this woman. And she's going to put on her ring and do her response. Hugs, kisses, babies. Okay. A little bit less stressful, it seems. A cute little baby. Bike rides. Everything's gorgeous. Cute little nuclear family. 
And of course, her point is that marriage encompasses far more than cooking and cleaning and slaving away to whatever husband you decide to to get involved with, that there are beautiful sides of marriage as well. Now, can't both be true, ladies and gentlemen? Can't both things be true? That, you know, you're going to do a lot of these things within your life, and especially if you are going to start a family, and a lot of these things are going to be outside yourself, a lot of these things are going to be in service to yourself. The, the point is that if you want to get married, you get married. And if you found the right person, right, and a healthy relationship, I can almost guarantee that cooking and cleaning and laundry is not going to be that big of a deal. That in fact, when you love somebody, caring for them and doing acts of service for that person can often become something that's really enjoyable because you are working for something other than yourself. It's a big part of the reason uh, having kids can be a healthy thing for healthy people, right? You step outside of yourself and that deep sense of maybe entitlement and narcissism and the world revolves around me changes and it changes for good because you now have somebody else that you are responsible for. But if you don't want to be responsible for other people and if you don't want to have acts of care to give to other people and a husband in particular, then you don't have to do it. <laughs> I don't know what yes. else to say. So much depends on who's on the other side of that camera putting the ring on your finger and what your yes. expectations are going into it and what you know your expectations together is as a couple. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, the Internet doesn't have time for new ensemble. But Timothy <laughs> Mel, real quick, gave us a $50 super chat. We read those immediately. So I'm yeah. going to read that. It says, forgive me for interrupting, but I'm seriously devastated that I missed the last show talking about shoe on head. Mm -hmm. Uh Oh my gosh, I have a thing blocking my view. Okay, here we go. Um, I'm glad I, you enjoyed her video and hopefully you can tell why she's one of the people I'd love to see on a panel having a conversation with you all. Oh yeah, I'd love to have her on the channel. I Like I said, I follow her Twitter, I said in that video, uh, and she, she tweets some great stuff. We agree on a lot of stuff and I, she seems pretty cool. So uh, I'd be definitely willing to have her on the show and we can maybe work together on something in the future. That would be great. And I'm glad that you enjoy the episode, even though you didn't get to watch it live. And if you guys didn't see that episode, uh, we talked about Shuan Head's recent video about male loneliness and that being an epidemic really all over the world, but in this country in particular. So check that out. And thank you for your super chat. Yeah, we will try to get her on 100%. Okay. Uh, yeah, on, on the marriage thing, we, we all decide these things. I don't like the argument, well, you're already cooking and you're already cleaning, so you know marriage should be no different if you're already doing those things in your life. It is different, right? These things come with, it's a, it's a commitment and the commitment comes with responsibilities and uh, a person that holds you accountable for those things. So just make sure you're ready for it and that's okay. And some people aren't ready for it and they say, you know what? Maybe you can never truly be ready, and that's an argument too, and that you decide that you're going to take on this commitment with somebody else, and you will learn and grow along the way with each other. And that's cool too. Uh, just, you can make up your own decisions. It's fine. You don't have to dog on the girl. Um, we can try to give her a wider scope of what a, what a marriage might look like other than cooking and cleaning, and maybe she's a little fatalistic in her view towards what that could look like, and maybe just maybe she hasn't met the, wrong, the right man yet. I hear a lot of women go like, I hate men, blah, blah, blah. I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to have kids. I don't want to cook. I don't want to clean. I don't want to do anything for anybody else. And then they meet a man who charms them and they love him. And then all of a sudden something clicks in the brain and they go, I really would like to care for this person. And I see myself building a family with this person. So maybe some of that energy is just from not having found the person that you love yet. And hopefully it will happen.
as I hope it happens for, for all people. Lastly, on the show today, we're going to react to this video that's gone viral from a, a young man. I don't even know what his, his name is. Uh, okay, Oliver Anthony. And it's a song called Rich Men North of Richmond. And everybody in like the, the, the right wing space has been talking about this video, saying it made them feel something. I think even Matt Walsh tweeted out this music and said he really loved this song. And so we're going to listen to it today and, and react to it before we get into Super Chats. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. He's got a beautiful voice. That much I can say. And this message, uh, so far, seems like most people uh, on both sides of the political aisle could get behind. So that's interesting. This, uh, the messaging you hear from left-leaning people, you know, I go to work every day. I'm not paid enough. Uh, I'm slaving away to a corporation. And that's not the life that I see for myself. And I don't want to do that for all of my life and wait till retire and do fun things when I'm old. You hear the same thing from... From right-wing people who say like these corporations are way too strong in this country and they're holding us back ideologically they're holding us back uh with with work and income and all these different things and that's an interesting take too living in the new world with an Look out for miners, and not just miners on an island somewhere. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the whole beast milking welfare. keep on kicking them down he's calling some people out (laughs) (laughs) and it's one it's amazing that what you can achieve with with music in uh actually putting forward a a message that can through music start to sound like a message for just about just about anybody and uh, his lyric about they want to know what you think and they want to know, you know, tell you how to feel and control all that stuff. Very much true. Reminds me of uh, Google when they were, you know, first becoming a company and, and envisioning what their search engine would be. They said they wanted to know what you were going to search for before you knew what you were going to search for. And with social media and big tech and all this stuff, their entire goal is to know what you think and feel so they can market to you and that they can send you things that you didn't even know you needed, right? And they can develop algorithms that are, you know, perfect for you and catered for you and control 
the larger conversations that we have as a nation and, you know, infiltrates our, our minds essentially with the stories that of their choosing. If you really think about the amount of power they have to control what media you see, what stories you hear, how you view certain people, politicians included, they have a lot of power. If Twitter wants you to know, or Instagram wants you to know, or YouTube wants you to know, or Google wants you to know, I like this guy and I don't like this guy, that's what a lot of people are gonna leave with. And they actually have a considerable amount of technology and software and you know the, the algorithm itself that allows them to inject bias into the things they give you without you being able to detect the bias itself. It's not to say they're all engaging in that sort of activity, but they could be. They all have the power to do it. And if somebody had the power to influence you in a way that would benefit them uh, and in a way that they could profit from, why would they not do that, right? There'd have to be something in place to stop them from listening to that selfish voice in the back of their head that says, I have the power to do this. I can benefit from it. Why not do it? Lord, it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me. song i like that it's yeah. like stripped back you know like it's just a guy his guitar his dogs in the woods and he's just telling you how he feels about the the world today and making some very uh powerful and, and truthful observations in my opinion it's good yeah i think the line about you know he's he's an old soul living in a new new world is mm -hmm. like captures a lot of the sentiment that i, I would say americans feel mm -hmm. is you know we we used to live in a country or like the values that, you know, brought, brought us to the place where we are, are about that personal responsibility. You don't want government interference in your life, the Liberty and all of that. And, and uh, you know, there's, you can't help but have this sense that there's more government control and intervention in your lives to the stuff that you were talking about earlier. And just, you were losing sight of that, the, the ethos that brought us to where we are. And, and he's like, I wish the government was looking out for the miners, you know, like people working in the mines and, and not, you know, we didn't have to worry about the miners on an Island somewhere. It's like, he's, he's really calling attention to like something that's been lost and a lot of sentiment that I think a lot of Americans feel. So it makes sense. And like you said, the, the very like soulful and just simple delivery, it just, you, you can feel it. And I think, you know, a lot of Americans heard this and you just can't help but be like, you know what, this dude's onto something. So uh, kudos. What was this guy's name? Oliver. Oliver Anthony. 
All over All Anthony. Over Anthony. So. Yeah, music can be a very powerful thing when people are looking for answers, and I think it helps you cut through a lot of a lot of the noise, no pun intended. And mm -hmm. uh, it, in him saying, they don't think you know, but I know that you do. Like, we all feel something's going on. We all feel things are not the way that they're supposed to be. We all feel that there are some sort of other influences that are driving uh, our choices or our, our lack of choice, really. And uh, that that really sums it up. The Rich Men North of Richmond is a great song. I see why people are behind it. Now, guys, we're going to get into Super Chats. Let's do it. Send Let's your messages. do it. All right, guys, uh, the first one for today is going to be from Diva Dawn. She says, that video didn't even look approximately professional. I will go down a limb and be super racist and say she should probably not, she should probably, she probably shouldn't quit her day job. Well, I, I mean. talking about the first target. Yeah, video, right? we'll see because you can, technically they didn't get their, their, their footage. There was multiple people filming, so who knows how it would have turned out. Uh, she seems to have quite a considerable following ooh, on social media, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I can't, I feel like this happened in LA. It seems like in LA. Yep. And of course I check it and it's LA. Her, her <laughs> Twitter is in LA. Makes sense. It's a very LA thing. This sense of, in, uh, of entitlement to, to do something like this. If only it were contained to LA. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> if the, only. An, an epicenter. Uh, Blen Fjorn just sends a super chat. No message. Thank you. That looks like he did get a super chat hand. Uh, okay. Woke Target asked for this with all their woke nonsense. I don't feel bad for them at all. <laughs> I guess the yeah, maybe maybe they invited this sort of stuff with what they've done. Yeah, no, you know, each each Target, I presume, I don't know how how it works, but is probably owned by somebody. Who knows? Who knows? All I'm calling out. Had she done this in any any store that I owned? Girl, bye. But if you ask first, then sure. You know what? Like, I, I don't want to sound like that like a grumpy grandpa who's like, get off my lawn. If if somebody came to me and was like, hey, we'd love to film a video in your store. Is that okay? I'd be like, yeah, totally. I'd love to see that. Like, what type of music do you do? You can film it and just ask me for permission first. Don't come up in my business and act like you own something. That's the problem. And so we're being fair. Didn't we react to at one point a video of some like rappers who were rapping about Pride Month and they were like walking through a Target? And like the remember. pride section and stuff. You don't remember that? No. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure recall. it happened, but hopefully in the course of doing that, they were more respectful. I didn't hear anything about, you know, defying security or whatever, but right. just saying that's out there. But anyways, uh, let's see. Alex says, lol, that music video is further proof that proof of targets racism, which is more reason to boycott target peak level stupidity has almost replaced common sense. <laughs> no, no racism detected. So ridiculous. Oh my gosh. And nothing's going to happen, right? She won't be held accountable for saying what she said. Uh, Alex Slusher says, good day, everyone. Did everyone here have a great weekend? Hope everyone has a great week. Oh, nice, that's very nice. Yes. Had a great weekend. Lot, lots of working and, and things like that over the weekend, but uh, fun stuff. Working on exciting stuff that I can't wait to share with you guys. We're hustling. We are. Uh, Stephanie Fonseca says, correct me if I'm wrong, but his, uh, but is braids really a black thing? I don't see Africans with braids like I do in Native American and Aztec historical pics. Yeah, braids are freaking, they're everywhere. They, they're everywhere. They're very prominent in Africa. They're very prominent among Native Americans. They're very prominent in South America and on the islands. There's a ton, ton of, of cultures that have had braids as, you know, commonplace hairstyles. And 
a lot of it is based on like the utility of, you know, braiding your hair. It's not going to be, you know, tangled and all over the place or whatever. And had had black people or whoever, you know, uh, who initially came up with braids, humans would have figured it out. Right. At some point or another, some other culture would have figured out how to do that because it's just a, something that it, it's, it, uh, uses it's utility. There's utility in it. <laughs> so it's just crazy that people want to stake their claim on things that we know are going to be shared at the end of the day. Uh, I saw someone in the chat say about the Target video, she wasn't filming a music video. The music video is already out. She was filming a one minute TikTok. So I'm not sure if that's true, but you know. Well, so, either way, tic TikTok whatever. is a video of of the music. So. Yeah. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Now, Alex says, yo, I died laughing so hard when you, you said plain lady, and I don't know her name, but we all know who the plain lady, lady is. Por eso no salgo con las crazy gringas. That's why I don't go out with crazy, crazy white, white chicks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everybody uh, knows. I, I don't know. We'll see. We're never going to get the story. Maybe she's not crazy. Maybe, maybe something like if you, like I was thinking, if you sat on a plane and like you're sitting next to some guy who decides they're going to uh, play a prank on you and they're like, hey, this plane's not going to land or like something like that, you might freak out too. I don't know that I would freak out. I would get off the plane, certainly, if somebody said that to me uh, on a plane. I wouldn't freak out in the way that she did. But if what if you tried to get off the plane and they said, ma'am, you can't get off the plane right now, like we're, we're on the runway or whatever, maybe you would demand that you get off the plane if somebody did that to you. And then the guy could just go, I didn't say anything. I don't know what she's talking about. You know, there's so many things that could happen. I'm like, let's we should wait for the context. <laughs> but the, the, the context was never going to come. That's the yeah, problem. It's going to leave us all in the mystery. And then we've got to have our conspiracy Which theories. So we'll live tragic. <laughs> Uh, Maggie Catherine says, hair is a very sensitive subject. The number of times I've seen women tell women that they, oh, black women tell white women that they can't do certain things with their hair is wild. Uh, some even believe that you can't have natural curls if you're not a POC. Yeah. Just ridiculous. And it's, it's only a, a sensitive topic because people entertain that sort of conversation surrounding it. Just don't entertain the conversation and be like, what are you talking about? I'm going to go get my braids done. Bye. And then they'll go, oh, wait, nobody's actually going to care about what I have to say here. And nobody's going to give voice to the fact that I'm outraged over nothing. Then you die down. It's kind of like when a little kid screams and you go like, oh, no, we're, we're not going to we're not going to do that right now. And you, if as long as you don't like match their energy <laughs> for the most part, you'll be OK. We got a $50 super chat from Louise Bird, who says, if you heard of the app next door, it takes real courage to say the truth when it's your own neighbors who you may go to church with and even live in your subdivision. I want to challenge you to speak the truth with the love of Christ. I don't know what that is referring to. What is the app next, next door? door? Isn't that the app where it's like things going on in your neighborhood, like sketchy stuff, and you have to like report it? No, I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe it is. I, I, think was gonna, is. I meant to Let say, I don't know. Chat, guys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, don't I guess know. it could Never be courageous if you got to like, you know, tattle on your neighbor or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about the app next door. But thank you for the super chat, Luis. Um, Sub my dude says further proof that society is regressing. People become famous for awful quote unquote dancing in retail stores and act like absolute idiots on airplanes. Yeah, well, I think. The, like we say the threshold gets higher and higher for like what goes viral so things have to get crazier and crazier and crazier for you to get the same effect so who knows what people will be doing in targets one year from now 
Indeed. Uh, let's see. We did Tiffany. Joseph Blumenthal says, Miss Epinobi, people watch news like it's desperate housewives and think they're into politics. Can't name a school board member, state rep, or a case in the Supreme Court. Yeah, I mean, there's different type of people doing different things. I don't know that people who watch the news can necessarily say they're into politics. I think politics is very different from, like, cultural goings-ons, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I think there's there's a lot of room to, to have interest in, in different things and that doesn't necessarily make you a political person, if that makes sense. Viper Viper US 69 says if they don't want to get married because they've got to do basic chores like cleaning, then I dread to see the state of their homes. See, I don't the reason I don't agree with that argument is that that doesn't mean that they don't take care of their household. It means I don't want another person that I have to take care of within my household. I'm okay doing things for me. You know, I'm okay having my own space. I don't want to add a husband and a child onto that. And if that's not what you want, that's not what you want. I think Marriage does come with more of those things, typically. And as women, we all know that, right? <laughs> Very rarely are you, you know, like taking on uh, a man. Maybe maybe in today's time it's getting better in that sense. But like a man who's going to like clean up everything and cook everything and do all the laundry. We know that these are jobs often relegated to the wife. Although nowadays many other marriages have like a 50-50 split of all these things and everybody's doing chores. But... If you don't want the marriage where you're going to be doing the majority of the cleaning and having to do that for somebody else, then don't do it. Yeah. And on the flip side, like that doesn't necessarily, like, uh, why are you only putting cohabitating with somebody else and having a child with them? Why does in marriage, you know, like people, does that mean you're also not going to do that without marriage? Like, I don't know, because mm -hmm. you can be not get married and still end up having to do a lot of cooking and cooking mm -hmm. and cleaning and raising a child. So mm -hmm. anyways, in today's time, uh, must Pavel of dogs says plain lady must have been sitting next to a non-binary person. So by not real, she was referring to their gender. That's, <laughs> That's a theory. theory. That's, That's a, a theory. theory. <laughs> uh, Alex Senteas, again, says, I'm glad the girl posted the first ring video. So now us men know who to avoid. No thanks to no thank you to them crazy girls. Two thumbs up to normal Latinas. <laughs> Fair enough. Go after uh, what you want, guys. Um, again, from Alex says Taylor, that was the Forgiato blow song called Boycott Target, and it was well deserved to boycott them. And let's get those likes up, people. Huh? <laughs> I've never heard that song. I don't remember ever reacting to that song. Maybe we didn't react to it, and I just saw it on social media. Yeah, but, yeah, maybe. But yes, also to... get those likes up, people. Like this yeah. street. <laughs> Got our hype man here. Yeah. Uh, okay. We had did Luis. Joseph again says, we've coddled these hate mongers long enough. It's time to say hate is hate. In reference to the the video? The first video? I think Maybe so. Maybe the girl who cried racism? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely time to call that out. It's it's getting a little, little ridiculous. We, we've been calling them out for some time, so we're going to continue. <laughs> it just gets we're worse. Uh, Jess the Mess, I think this is our last one, so, uh, says, I grew up in a mixed-race church and summer camp was always fun when my friends braided my hair. Yeah, see, it's a nice moment awesome. for cultural mixing, getting to know each other, and just, like, having fun and doing something cool with your hair. I don't understand why people get so sensitive about it, and it is gatekeeping culture, and it's a, a culture that should not be 
perpetuated if we are to continue to, you know, get along and grow. Like, you guys have seen the project projections that scientists make of like what humans are going to look like in 2050 and we're all like this lighter blend of brown, right? Because there's a lot of cultural mixing and people have getting into interracial relationships. At some point, it's going to be very difficult for anybody to track down which culture came from what and what people were doing because you're going to have like uh, Chinese, black, uh, white babies and all these different mixes that are going to be running around with cultures, cultural influences from all over the place. These are problems for today that will not be problems for tomorrow as the, the human race continues to evolve, which is why it makes it so much more ridiculous to have the conversations today, knowing the trajectory we're on and knowing that cultural mixing and adopting things and appreciating things from other cultures is a beautiful thing and has always been a beautiful thing. And I think we have one more That's super it. chat. That was, that was it. Oh, yeah. Last yes. one. Sorry. Uh, Chris Wildfire says, hey, o hi, OG Charmed Cast has a podcast now. And I was wondering if you think Sarah Jeffrey was screaming racist or was she right about that? I have no idea who any of those people are. So I cannot you know comment. Charmed? No. Oh, okay. It was like a TV show in the 90s or 2000s, kind of like about witches or something like huh. pre-Twilight. I never watched it, but. Yeah, no, I don't. Maybe I'll have to look into that. Maybe there, maybe there's a story there. I don't know who any of those people are or what that show is, but I will, uh, I'll have to check it out. And guys, I believe that's our last super chat for the day. It is. So we're gonna pack it up. We had a lot to talk about. We talked about a girl filming her music video slash TikTok in Target and having the cops called on her and crying racism. We talked about the plane lady finally coming forward to not explain what happened on the plane. We talked about getting married and how that would, could affect your life and what choices you would make. And we reacted to Rich Men of Richmond by Oliver Anthony. Leave your comments down below about how you feel about the stories we covered, the music video we listened to. And as always, I encourage healthy debate in the comments, so duke it out, but do so respectfully. Please like, subscribe. Click the notification bell to be notified every single time we're live. That's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. And we post videos for you guys every single day. Tomorrow, I'm reacting to an infuriating, infuriating video, guys. If you thought I was annoyed today, <laughs> my blood might have started boiling uh, for, for tomorrow's video. And I cannot wait to share that experience with you. And I can certainly not wait to hear your comments on the matter. So stick around and watch out for tomorrow. Guys. Have a fantastic rest of your Monday. Bye.